Welcome to Beacon 76. I'm Jason. I'm William. appreciate you uh, listening to us, to, to us today and we just want to put this out there that we um, we really could use you guys to just leave us some uh, reviews on wherever you are streaming us from we'd also could use for you guys to message us through our anchor app so that way we know what venues that you are hearing our podcast that way we can reach out to you if you uh, are leaving reviews or leaving messages on those. Yeah, we also want to know exactly what part of the world you're listening from because we have listeners not just in the United States where we're currently broadcasting from, but from all over the world. So we yeah. want to know where you're hearing us from. Yeah, so it would really, it would be really great to just hear from you guys, uh, you know, and uh, we can start to hopefully start to build some sort of a little relationship together and can be able to give you guys more of what you want to hear in a podcast and not just our own ideas but yeah you guys are currently listening to us and we want to hear from you yeah exactly. we want to hear what you have to say your input your feedback about what you think of the product that we're putting out for you yeah definitely so with that being said we just appreciate you very much and again thank you yeah so last week we uh we finished up with you know our wandavision episode yeah and uh, we we took a break from the uh, the chronological order of the MCU that we were currently working on, and we're going to jump back into that this week. Yeah, we're going to jump back in, and uh, I, I'm excited about that because uh, I feel like talking about the MCU is you know obviously fun. <laughs> it's it's always an easy conversation, it is. and you're going to have uh, people who who have their favorites, you have your personal favorites, mm -hmm. I know that I have mine, and jumping into this, knowing exactly the first one that we're going to start off with, you're going to find out exactly where I stand. Exactly, exactly. And with that being said, the first one that we're going to jump off into is uh, Captain America, Winter Soldier. Yeah. So um, this, out of the whole MCU that's been released so far, mm. this is my favorite. Uh, I'm going to have to agree with you. It's probably in your top five. I will have to agree with you to to an extent. Because there's one other movie that I feel that the MCU put out that is right up there with this one. So, for me, uh, when Disney Plus first went online, mm -hmm. this is the first movie that I streamed. Yeah. Uh, out of Out of all of them... This is the one that me and my daughters have probably watched the most, second to uh, Thor Ragnarok, right? And I don't even know if that one was on and available when Disney Plus first went live a uh, year ago. I'm not really sure either. Because um, they were kind of trickling some out. You had some MCU movies that were still on Netflix. Mm -hmm. So it was understandable that you know the whole library wasn't completely available to us at that time. Right. It's understandable, for sure. Um, but... Uh, I don't know what it was about this movie. This, this is, uh, I think we mentioned this movie when we were doing our, where the sequels were better than the originals mm -hmm. and 100% this was leaps and bounds better than Captain America, the first Avenger. Oh, leaps and bounds. This is taken, this was 
raising the bar on just the way the way that they were showcasing Captain America as a as a movie. This was this movie was just completely phenomenal. I don't even know. Uh, and the the directing of it, the writing of it, the flow of it, it just was brilliant, brilliantly put together. And I I can't say enough about this movie. I've like I said, I've watched it so many times. It's just an amazing. I mean, this is movie. this is the. Uh the introduction, so to speak, of some characters that we are going to see coming up in uh, tomorrow. Uh, I'm not sure when this podcast is going to be published, but uh, tomorrow we have the Falcon and Winter Soldier coming online. So this is yeah. the perfect time to talk about this movie because exactly. we have, um, you know, the Falcon coming back in uh, Sam Wilson mm-hmm. come. He, this is a, his first introduction in the movie. Yeah. He, you see him as like a, a recovering soldier that um, claims to be like in a paracorps troop in the military at some point. Yeah. And um, and uh, Steve Rogers is still like acclimating to this world. Yeah. You know, he's yeah. he hasn't quite experienced things. No, no. You he know, hasn't. and this is where uh, you you see the seed that's planted of on your left. On your left. Mm-hmm. Yeah. On and, your left. And uh, up until this point, we've also been under the uh, the assumption that Bucky Barnes has died from what we saw in Captain America, the, the, the first Avenger. Yeah. We, we they, it, You do get that total impression that he is no longer with us. And now that this movie is being put out, you start to realize that, no, Bucky's not dead. He's actually this, like, super soldier as well, you know? And, um, I, uh, it's so cool how they put, how they, that first, that scene, I know I'm jumping ahead in the movie, but that first scene that they put out where you actually get, like, to see him, you know? Where, um, Nick Fury is, being chased, and then the Winter Soldier standing in the middle of the street, you know, and he throws this, he throws this like this disc, I got this disc grenade mm-hmm. type thing out, and it that mag- total, yeah, and it kind of blows up his SUV, right? And- but that that scene right there, when that, that that first moment when you see him as the Winter Soldier, you're just like, dude, this guy's gonna be pretty legit. Like yeah, and, and for those that didn't know that the Winter Soldier is Bucky Barnes, yeah. seeing because he has longer hair, he has yeah. like this smoky smudge over his eyes, he's wearing this like Darth Vader, Kylo Ren type mask. I was over thinking his, more like Bane. His, yeah, like over Bane, his, yeah. his very villainy. Yeah, you know, he yeah. has a metal arm. And so um, <clears throat> you... I mean, Steve Rogers ends up pursuing him, you know, and he has his shield in hand and he's, cha- he's like step, this guy's like step, step to step. step, step yeah. To step. Like, you know, jumping out windows. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then it's not until like Steve Rogers throws his shield and Bucky Barnes, I mean, uh, you know, the winter yeah. soldier catches it with his metal arm that you're like, 
Oh, oh yeah. Dude. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that moment was pretty legit, dude. I mean, <coughs> backtracking a little bit at the, the beginning of this movie, um, they're actually rescuing hostages from like a, a supply ship yeah. out in the water. Yeah. So you, I love that Black Widow's in this movie. Yeah. You know, the banter between her and... <laughs> trying to find him a date. <laughs> yeah. You, you, you feel like there might be a love interest building, but it's more of just this friendship kind it's of... It's flirty. It's a little yeah, flirty. It, very similar to the relationship that she has with Hawkeye. Yeah. You know? Well... Uh, I think that her I think it's Hawkeye, a little more flirty with Captain America than it is with Hawkeye. I think with Hawkeye, it's a little more. Well, they have got him checked in the friend zone. Yeah, because they have more history. Yeah, they better. I mean, Steve Rogers has only been on the scene since he came out of the ice. Yeah, that's true. That's you know, true. No, uh, it is. It, it's 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 a fun, playful type uh, friendship for sure. But uh, I mean, you see, you see the power of Captain America, like just kicking people over the, the bow of the ship and you see other people that uh, on the ship that are willing to go toe-to-toe with Captain America. Yeah. Well, not to mention that. I mean, that first that first introduction when they're in the plane, dude, and he just jumps out of the plane without a freaking parachute. Mm-hmm. And everybody in the pl- on the plane is like, did he, did he have a suit on? And like, nope. Mm-mm. Nope. And he's jumping out of airplanes into the o- middle of the ocean. Without a parachute on, bro, like that's mm-hmm. which which is no surprise to us because we already saw it in the Avengers. I, I know, but still, it's still like legit. Like this guy is for real. Mm-hmm. So um, <laughs> we we find out that uh, like that whole operation um, was all part of like Hydra. There were like Hydra agents yeah. on the ship that were actually being rescued by. You know uh, the Black Widow and and Captain America, um, so this movie had a great balance between like spy and espionage and like what's going on behind the scenes. And this is the unveiling of Hydra being pulling the strings behind Shield this whole time. Yeah, we find out who the puppet master is mm-hmm. and who the puppet master has been this whole time. Mm-hmm. Right, it, it definitely is an eye opener. This movie. And uh, we uh, we also see the introduction of Agent Thirteen, which it ends up we find out later on in uh, Civil War that she's actually related to Peggy Carter. Exactly. We see Peggy Carter in this movie, yeah. and we see how much time, uh, generally how much time has passed has passed while he's been under ice. Right. You know, and so. It's nice to see that little love romance side of mm-hmm. that, that it still exists despite how things ended in, in the, the first Avengers movie right. versus now. Um, just that continuity, having the same characters, having the same relationship um, continue. Um, one of the Russo brothers is in this movie mm-hmm. um, playing a character called Dr. Fine. Uh I mean, I love how those guys incorporate themselves into the movies, you know, mm-hmm. I, and the little cameos. Yeah, I, I like how they do that. I, I, I feel like they deserve it with the way that, you know, they're putting this whole MCU together. 
And I feel like I feel like they've earned that for sure. Um, so at one point, I remember um, that uh, Captain America is trying to leave on a motorcycle, mm. and he's like headed down this bridge overpass or whatever, and there's a Quinjet in his path. Oh, in hot pursuit, yeah. You know, yeah. and you you're thinking, okay, here's. This one man, he doesn't have a gun. He just has a shield. It's just him, and he's going up against a jet plane with right, like right. missiles and and everything. And he just takes it out like, <laughs> like brush my shoulders off. You know, like, I, I, this ain't nothing. <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm like, you got come on, man. You got to throw more at me than that than a freaking mm-hmm. single Quinjet. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna knock the crap out of this thing and call it a day. <laughs> and. It's just those shock and awe moments. You're like, okay, what's yeah, gonna, what's how gonna, is this gonna pan out? Yeah, yeah. And, and I, I mean, dude, even before that, man, that that opening scene with with um, with Nick Fury and he's being chased, bro. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That, dude, I need an SUV like Nick Fury, bro. This thing's, you know, got all these biometrics in it. It's telling him he's got his arm broken. I'm. It's got, you know, armor. Armor windows, dude. This thing is legit, bro. Well, the when you runs the whole system, well, he's the director of Shield. I'm he's got to have it. Come on, man. I mean, it's not like he has bodyguards in the vehicle with dude, him, or know. you know, like a, a but, entourage. But still, like this car, this this SUV is legit. And then the the I love the humor. They're in this midst of this serious moment, right? The dude is being chased, and he's it, people are trying to kill him. And I love the, the little nuances of humor that they put into this show when he's talking to the computer, talking about, uh, uh, like, I forget what the words was, but like, hook up the navigation, and the computer's like, navigation doesn't work, <laughs> you know? And he's like, contact, contact so-and-so. Communications are down. Well, what the hell does work? Air conditioning is fully operational. <laughs> yeah, just, that, <laughs> those are those little <laughs> comedic like relief that you need. Like, you know, that's uh, like that little sprinkle yeah, in, in those little... times of action that kind of <laughs> make it. <laughs> they, they, you're you're in this moment where you're like you're white knuckling it, man, because the show is just going like oh, and then all of a sudden it's just yeah, everything but the you know everything doesn't work except the AC and just a little humor and you start laughing. I love it. It's hilarious. So uh, all of this kind of attack on Nick Fury has caused, uh, you know, uh, Captain America to like hide this USB drive yeah. in like a vending machine, and then Scarlett Johansson is the one that actually ends up, you know, Black Widow Finding ends up it. getting it. Yeah, and then they end up working together, and this uh, they go to a mall, and they end up going to an Apple store. Mm. Now I don't know if you've heard about this. But in Endgame, Thor is playing a video game. This has just recently got revealed. Okay? Yes, yes. Thor is playing a video game yes. online in Endgame. Yeah. And he's playing against Noob New Master, Master 69. 69. Yeah, okay? yeah. The guy that they end up encountering and, uh, and talking to in order to use the thumb drive uh-huh. in the Apple Store right. is New, New Master, Master 69. Right. Right, so another seed that was planted that hasn't even been revealed until this week before we made this podcast. Right, how like how long ago Endgame came out? 
That's so crazy. It was uh, all behind this this uh, video game console promotion that they were doing, and, and uh, Falcon was in the commercial apparently with the uh, the actor that played New Master 69. That's hilarious. Yeah, that... <clears throat> and so they only had like a limited amount of time to access the information on a thumb drive. Right, uh, right. They end up escaping and they go to um, this uh, headquarters, Hydra headquarters that's like in an underground armory. And uh, well, that was at the original uh, the uh, hy- Hydra mm-hmm. where uh, Steve Rogers was actually created. Created. Mm-hmm. And um, so they end up. You know, encountering like this old school database, like legit yeah. old school. I'm talking real to real information where, like, back in the day type old computers or information is run off of the same stuff that a cassette tape is on. I think there's was some hamsters in there running those wheels for sure. And uh, he basically communicates with um, with Zola. Yeah. Uh, the scientist guy. Yeah, who had kind of like transcended into this computer database. Right. And he's stalling him in order for there to be an explosion to try and kill mm-hmm. both of them. And obviously they make it out alive. Yeah. You know, the crazy thing about that whole thing with um, the scientist being able to put his transcend all his thoughts into this computer. Mm-hmm. Right. There's a bunch of fan theories that went out that if he can do it, then what's the possibilities of Tony Stark? Have done it, have being being able to have to do it. You know what I'm saying, and utilizing that aspect of having him like Iron Man back in some of the MCU movies. Now, I'm not saying it's going to happen, but that was one of those fan theories that went out. Yeah, there was also fan theories about you know Chris Evans coming back and playing Steve Rogers, and I recently no, read that that's, that's been that's been that's been disbanded. Yeah, that ain't gonna happen. <clears throat> Unfortunately, yeah. It I is mean, wishful thinking. You know, yeah, we but, want we want him back. You know, but I, I keep having this argument. With, I keep having this like conver- not argument, this conversation with my daughter, right? Because she gets really hooked on characters, which is understandable. Like you, you get to this point where you really enjoy a, a specific character, and you want that character to continue on and where we're at, you know. But at some point, they gotta you got to move on and, you, and and other characters have to come back and come into play you know so i'm i'm although i, I although i'm going to miss like having characters like steve rogers and and iron man and and we're still not 100% sure whether or not black widow's not going to be in anymore but like black widow or whatever i'm excited to see what new characters are going to bring in and who else am i going to start to want to follow or like or be interested in you know what I mean mm-hmm. like I'm okay with characters leaving mm-hmm. you know I get attached to them while they're there but I'm okay with them leaving because I know that they're leaving but somebody else is going to come in and take their place and I'm probably going to like them just as much or maybe even more mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying yeah because like I mean in the comic books the Falcon does take over the helm of of Captain America right you know, and that's what we're going to see tomorrow with the Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Exactly. You know, and it's it's their story progressing without the without uh, Steve Rogers being the focal point. It's mm-hmm. going to be okay. So right, where does where does where do we go from here? Okay, 
what happens post Endgame other than what we've already seen right. in WandaVision? This is new characters that we've already seen. And what are we going to see next from them? Because we, we have a villain in a movie that we haven't talked about yet that's going to also be presented. Yeah. And then once we're, what is it, five weeks from now? Four. I think it's, uh, there's only five episodes of Falcon and Winter Soldier. Six, I think. So Five or six. Yeah. However many episodes there are, weeks from now, mm. we're going to probably be doing a whole episode so dedicated to the Falcon and Winter Soldier the same no. way that we did with WandaVision. Yeah. Absolutely. So we're going to re- be revisiting some of this because I doubt we're going to be finished with this MCU. No, I think uh, we'll finish up this MCU probably right around the time that we're going to want to dip into uh, Falcon and Winter Soldier for sure. So um, the other thing that that we're, we're finally finding now in this movie is how deep embedded Hydra really was behind S.H.I.E.L.D. Oh, yeah. Because definitely, you definitely find out for sure that they were, and this had been going on for a minute, man. Yeah, because you, you realize that um, there's like a Sitwell, mm-hmm. you know, he's part of Hydra. You find out that a, a politician, um, Stern, that was trying to get Tony Stark to release the Iron Man suit for mm-hmm. for uh, military use mm-hmm. during, uh, I think, the opening of Iron Man 2 when he was sitting in front of, like, a city council. Right. Uh, you see, it's either my Iron Man 2 or 3 where, like, the Iron Patriot shows up at the... Uh, at the uh, the the, Stark the, Expo? the congressional Expo? hearings that they're having, no, it's not the expo. It's a uh, the, oh, um, yeah, I think that was it. I think that it, was it was Iron just Rhodes. I think it was just it was just Don Cheadle showed up to kind of speak, uh-huh. and uh, Tony Stark wasn't prepared actually, for him to be there. Yeah, yeah. I think but it there's, was actually Iron yeah, I think it was two. There's a, a politician and his last name is Stern mm-hmm. and he's the one that's questioning Tony Stark about it. Mm-hmm. You find out that he's part of Hydra. And um, ultimately the the goal in this movie is that there's helicarriers yes. that are being transmitted from the Triskelion that are apparently supposed to be targeting there's a targeting system that's supposed to wipe out certain people like within, millions yeah in our population <clears throat> yeah. just kill them off and it then they're using they're using all of our you know social media and everything that we've uploaded into on you know the world wide web about ourselves using that to kind of come up with some sort of you know like depiction of who we are as a person or what we're going to do in the future because of some stupid like almost kind of like a minority report yeah oh yeah dude Mm -hmm. yeah almost kind of like a minority report for sure yeah trying to predict uh who we're possibly going to be in the future and kind of like killing hitler when he's a child yeah, wait, yeah, you know, oh, like yeah. punishing someone for you know what their their potential to be in the future instead of what they actually are oh, in the present. Yeah, exactly, and that's that's the whole that's the whole mindset, the whole process of the way that this this uh, this um, plot, this the story was going with the the 
that. And it, it just it's crazy how they can. I don't even know. You know, and and we finally get to see. Um, in this movie, we see a, a Nick Fury take a little bit more of a front seat approach to like some field action. I mean, yeah. we saw him in the first Avenger being out in the field mm-hmm. instead of like, you know, trying to pull things together and give commands and orders. We actually see him being attacked. We see him, yeah, getting you know, shot up. getting shot up. We have to see him kind of reorganize. And at one point, it they they. They make it seem like Nick Fury died. They did make it, seem and in in well, they had to. He had to. He had yeah. to fake his death. Oh yeah, he had to. Sure. So that way he would know who was actually part of Hydra and exactly. who who was loyal to Shield. Yeah. yeah. Um, and at at some point, I don't know if it was before this or after this, you know, they uh, <clears throat> because they're they're hidden and and they have to they have to go to Sam Wilson's house. To like list his aid and his help, and he ends up kind of getting recruited into this whole situation. Yeah. And now his line was, "Well, if Cap America is calling, you know, why am I not gonna answer?" Mm-hmm. Sure. Uh, just like when Marvel calls, you, you answer. answer. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So um, he kind of joins their little group, and they all kind of work together ultimately mm. to try and stop this onslaught. Of assassination worldwide, you know, killing spree with the high, with the carriers mm-hmm. that they got planned. Yeah, and um, so uh, Captain America's ultimate goal is to try and uh, take out these these uh, panels that are on each. Like he's in one helicarrier, I think it is at one yeah. point, and Sam's. Flying around, doing another one, and he's he's even fought against the Winter Soldier. Mm-hmm. But the Winter Winter Soldier just grabs one of his little wings and like swings him like he's <laughs> like a red Yeah, like he's a silly. <laughs> you know, yeah. luckily he has a, a parachute exactly in, in order t- to stay alive. Uh, and there's all this action going on, and and you see. Uh, the winter, you see Captain America fighting against the Winter Soldier, mm-hmm. and it's this frenemy situation where you know that your best friend is not in his right mind. You know, you know that the real version of him is underneath somewhere, and you got to get through to him. But he's brainwashed, and you got to fight him. And it's it's you, he, Captain America, literally chooses the world over. His best friend in mm. in, the, in that situation, <clears throat> and uh, obviously Captain America, you know, comes to the rescue. Um, and one of the, one of my favorite scenes in the whole movie is the reveal of the uh, one of the other directors of Shield, who is actually a Hydra. Um, Part of Hydra underneath yes. the, the um, Robert Redford Robert plays Redford's a character character. named Alexander Pierce. Yeah, and <clears throat> when it's revealed that he's been part of Shield uh, Hydra the whole time, yeah, he's talking to these other like um, like council, yeah, that are presently there. Mm-hmm. And <clears throat> one of my favorite scenes is when there's this woman on the council. 
it ends up being Black Widow, Black and she Widow. has this it's... like hologram mask over her face. That was legit, dude. That yeah. was a unexpected. It was a surprise. I mean, yeah. the elevation in the theater, just like yeah, you know. Yeah. Um, and yeah. then uh, the when Nick Fury wasn't able to access uh, the database. Because there were all these protocols that were preventing him from accessing it that were put there by Hydra. He had another contingency plan. Yeah. And you finally get to see what's under the eye patch. He lifts it up. Because that was the eye he used. That was exactly. (laughs) It's like, oh my gosh, this guy's got like backups for backups. Man, yeah, that was pretty legit. Like, there's a reason this guy's the director of S.H.I.E.L.D. Because he's out thinking everybody. Mm-hmm. You know, like when you think you've got him figured out and how he's operating, he's one up in you, you mm-hmm. know, and I, yeah, that was legit. And um, ultimately the, uh, you know, the, the helicarriers uh, come crashing down and one of them crashes into the Triskelion and which knocks down that like whole building and stuff. And yeah. um, Bucky ends up kind of. Snapping out of it and saving Steve Rogers there at the end too. Mm-hmm. And then you see that despite their their final battle and that Bucky he got through to Bucky Barn the Bucky Barn side of the, the Winter Soldier. The, yeah. Enough for him to save his life. Yeah. You know. Was showed you some hope. Mm-hmm. That there's hope there that things can maybe get back to the way they were with them. Yeah. So this this movie Dude, from beginning to end. It, it, it marked all the boxes. Start to finish. Mm-hmm. There was not a dull point in this no. movie at all. I, I, I tell you right now, I could watch. I could go sit down and watch this movie right now. I'm looking forward to going watch it again. I'm actually currently in the middle of Civil War, but I know I'm going to do it again soon. I'm telling you, like, this is one of those movies where I could just sit down and watch it. No matter how many times I've seen it, watch it from beginning to end, and still enjoy it. And probably end up noticing something new about it that I didn't notice before, which is mm-hmm. crazy to even think. So, all right. Wow. We had a lot to talk about with that. Because I could tell that both of us totally are in agreement about the sheer magnitude of what that movie meant to us. Mm-hmm. You know? But we got to move on. So, moving on. All right. Yeah. The so the next movie in the in the chronological chronological order. Check out one Can't even talk sometimes. Yeah, bro. it's uh, Avengers: uh, Age of Ultron. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. And so this is our first uh, introduction with the Avengers again. Yeah. After just the Avengers movie, they're re reuniting again yeah. to fight another thing. Another problem, right? Well, this isn't a problem that actually is coming from anywhere. It's a problem that actually was created by yeah. An so Avenger. this the beginning of this movie um, starts out where they're like fight. They're in a forest situation and they're all together, and you see them working together again. Yeah, yeah. And um, they're 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 fighting against Hydra military and stuff like that and you see them using their unique skill sets right well this is the first uh also the first time that we actually get to see the twins mm-hmm. in action right you know uh and we see quicksilver 
mm-hmm. in this movie, and we see uh, Wanda, yeah, which we talked about in our last episode. So Wanda Vision, yeah. and um, basically they're trying to infiltrate this base to retrieve uh, Loki's staff. Yeah, this is. Yeah, that's the whole point of them being there. Mm-hmm. They didn't even know anything about the twins at the time that they were even raiding this base. Mm-hmm. You know, they just their their whole point of them being there was to get Loki's staff mm-hmm. from the Hydra scientists, I think, that was using it at the time. Yeah, so Tony Stark's one of the first people who was able to get actually inside the base and he is in right about to get Loki's staff and he gets hexed by Wanda. Wanda. Yeah. And this causes him to go and envision what we will see actually come to fruition in Endgame. Everybody dead. You know, potentially dead. Yeah. Like people just, you know, all the other Avengers, all of his team laying in dismay. We see Captain America's shield cut in half. What's happened? And then we see like those centipede-style creatures yep. that he he saw that we saw first saw in uh, the Avengers, the Avengers movie. Chat, yes, yeah. Um, and so Tony Stark's kind of faced with this potential outcome of what might be of the world ending mm-hmm. in his mind. In his mind, he's thinking like this: this vision that he's having is a vision of the world ending. And everybody mm-hmm. dying. It's funny. It's funny that you keep saying vision. Well, it was his for, vision for what happens later. Exactly. It's crazy, right? Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, so we kind of fast forward, and um, you know, they they end up getting Loki's staff, mm-hmm. and um, they're 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 back at they're kind of doing a celebratory party this type of situation a, you know this is an amazing scene this party time that they're having because it was more of just it was crazy because every time you see them everything's really like intense or it's drama or you know there's some sort of plot or twist or you know something going on with them you mm-hmm. know and this was a moment where you kind of get the, you kind of get to see them all just kind of relaxing chilling laying back, having a good old time, you know. And I, I really enjoyed this particular part of the movie. <laughs> it was really fun. Mm-hmm. You know, the whole, the whole, uh, with uh, War Machine telling, trying to tell this ridiculous joke that nobody, uh, that none of the Avengers got. The only mm-hmm. people that would get it was the people that didn't even know what he was talking about. Yeah, and we see the relationship between um, Hulk, Bruce Banner and... Yeah. And Black Widow Start starting to, to form a little bit. Exactly, and then you, and then you got the this whole, uh, you know, challenge put out this gauntlet put down with Thor's hammer, and everybody's trying to lift it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then, with uh, not just lift it, but you know, Tony Stark trying to use part of his his uh, suit to lift right. it. And then, and then War Machine coming, Don Chilo coming over with War Machine, and mm-hmm. they're both trying to do it at the same time. They, they, they think that the, it's like some kind of trick. Right. And then we finally see uh, Steve Rogers step up to the plate, and we hear it kind of okay. squeak a little bit. So in your opinion, in your opinion, because you know how Steve is, he's a humble kind of guy, right? He's not trying to one-up anybody or show off or, you know what I'm saying? Do you think in that moment he realized he could lift it? 
but he chose not to lift it. So that way he didn't feel like he would one up Thor in that instance. I think that it's very possible. And the reason why I say that is because you have to ask yourself the question, what happened between Age of Ultron and Endgame that had changed for Steve Rogers in order for him to have, you know... The ability to, to wield the hammer. Yeah. Nothing. Exactly. Nothing changed. Nothing changed. If anything, he he earned the greater he opportunity. more worthy. <laughs> more worthy. More worthy of lifting Thor's hammer. Right. Exactly. exactly. So... The, it, I, I think it's very possible. It's very possible I, I didn't think about that until you just brought it up. Yeah, now I that you asked the question, yeah, absolutely. I, I think it's very possible that in that moment he realized, like, dude, I can lift this freaking hammer. Yeah, and he saw the concern on Thor's face, like, well, wait a, wait a minute. If if he's worthy, then... Now what does that make me? Exactly. You know, And he knows how Thor is about... Thor takes a lot of pride in being able, being worthy and mm-hmm. being able to... Because well, he had to re-earn it himself. Ah, see? So much to think about in that whole one scene, dude. Mm-hmm. That one scene speaks a lot of volume. Because he lost the, cause Thor lost the ability to lift a hammer. Yeah, and he had to earn it back. Mm-hmm. You know? And if Steve Rogers was able to lift it in that moment without ever having touched it before. Does that mean I'm not worthy anymore? Does that mean I got I to gotta re-earn this again? Mm-hmm. You know, how's that going to affect him? Dude, there's so much to think about in that one. And then you got, then you got the whole... The whole scene after all this drama was over, um, when uh, Vision comes into play, right? Oh, that's way later. That's way later, but yeah. And then he's able to wield the hammer. Mm-hmm. It all kind of ties in together. That's why I brought it up. Right. You know? And then he's and able to wield the he, hammer. He picks it up like it's nothing. Like it's nothing. And then everybody looks at him like, what the heck? <laughs> it's just like crazy. But anyway, back to the party. Uh we finally get to see this like mangled destroyed kind of half put together version it's, of you know well tony tony had had put together like you know clone versions of his suit in order for him to like fight alongside him exactly and uh he we didn't know it at the time but him and Bruce Banner were working on creating one entity, one sole, you know, robotic entity that would have complete, uh, basically the the power of the Avengers, right. you know, and protect the world. Instead of the Avengers always having to, to come and aid the situation. Right. Um, he was and, trying to put a shield of, of protection over the entire world. Right. what he was trying to do. And so what ends up happening is because, only because they brought Loki's staff um, back with them, mm-hmm. it ended up interfacing with Jarvis mm-hmm. and created Ultron. Right. So do you think that if they would have just brought the stone back and not the actual staff, things would have been different? No, because the stone is part of the staff. Well, when you can take the stone away from the staff, too. Yeah, but they didn't know that the, 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 the stone was in the staff until when Ultron ended up wanting to utilize it to create a, a, a more... More advanced 
version of himself. himself. Yeah. No, I understand that, but I'm just saying, do you think that if they wouldn't have the staff itself? I don't think the staff has, they, the, the staff is a vessel. Gotcha. I think the real power come, came from, from the stone. The stone that was hidden within, it kind of like the the tesseract. Mm -hmm. The infinity stone was in the tesseract. No, the I same way that. the mind stone was in this vessel within the staff. No, I understand that. I understand that. It's just because it's kind. Of, it was kind of weird that it had a different effect when it was taken out of the stone and placed into what would soon to become vision, right? Than it did when it was in the staff and was used to create Ultron. Well, you see what I'm saying? It had a different effect. So look at it this way. The Mind Stone had a mind of its own. It chose to create, use what was available to it in order to make itself known. Okay? It, it interfaced with what was already in existence that was created from, from uh, Tony Stark and Bruce Banner's mind. Which was a, a protective type, mm -hmm. you know. And kind of corrupted it. It did. Yeah, I'll give you, you know, that. It did corrupt it for sure. And then the, it took it took what was meant for good and put it a whole different dynamic on it. Yeah. And um, I've seen this in other movies where, uh, in order in order to save humanity, humanity has to be saved from itself. And that's basically looking at humanity as a virus towards the earth. Wasn't that like a movie with uh, Shia LaBeouf? Called like equal eye or something. Yeah, like that. I've seen it in that, and that's also AI too. Yeah. Anytime, anytime, uh, you know, war games. War, uh, you know, where classic. A, 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 a computer thinks that Terminator that the situ <laughs> the, the situation is a real life scenario. Yeah. And tries to take over based on its programming. Mm -hmm. Okay. Well, in order to do this. Yes, humans created me, but in order for to do what's best for Earth and humanity, I have to look at the projected outcome and do what's best for the future. Yeah. Regardless of, of who's going to die or who who gets killed. In the, you know. Hey, dude. AI is going to take over the planet someday, so just be careful. Hey, oh, Siri. We saw it. Hey, Terminator, man. Siri. That's another movie where just AI. Yeah. Just saying. You know. Alexa. Oh, they're gonna team up, bro. Mm -hmm. It's gonna call it Select Skynet. <laughs> Skynet. <laughs> I'm, I'm just saying, bro. Watch yourself. Be um, careful what you put on the internet. So we see, you know, Ultron uh, introduce himself to the Avengers. Yeah, I and, love and, that and, scene. And yeah. only Bruce Banner at this point, and Bruce Banner and Tony Stark know because when he says, you know. Who he is? Yeah, only they know. Only they know because they were the only ones working on that whole project. Okay. And Thor just eliminates him. Okay, yeah. and in that moment, we've talked about this in Winter uh, uh, WandaVision. In that moment, you see the physical embodiment of that version of Ultron get destroyed, but, but he's not, not destroyed. Yeah, that's not. That, he's just. That's just a vessel. The way that Zola. Transcended into a computer 
Ultron did the same thing. And yeah. there's no telling that he hasn't done it again at the end of this movie in order to exist later on oh, in the MCU, MCU for me to oh, no, for us to see no, him as a villain yeah, again. Exactly. There's no telling. But that whole opening scene when he walks out, dude, uh, I love the fact that they plan the the song from Pinocchio. No more strings on me. But yeah, he kind of sings it. Yeah, dude. That is really freaking creepy, bro. Like that whole opening scene is very very creepy and it just it really just puts this like it brings a totally if that song wouldn't have been on there it would have been a totally different you know it wouldn't have had the same effect but it really gave it this creepy vibe i loved it dude i love that opening scene so up until that point showing of ultron for sure so because of what happened in that moment yeah uh, we uh we find out that Bruce Banner and, and Tony Stark have to then let the rest of the Avengers know what they've been up to, mm-hmm. you know. And this is, I think, one. Of, this is one of the first times that you start to see a little bit more of the uh, other than Avengers. You see the the differences of the mindset between Tony Stark and Captain America. Yeah, you know, you see that they're on different sides. Yeah. Not just by the era that they grew up in, but just their mindset, on, their experiences, stuff like that. Yeah, I think they're mostly on different sides because of their values. Mm-hmm. More than more than so much, more than really anything else, it's their beliefs, mm-hmm. right? And Steve has this moral compass that he believes that you know everybody deserves a chance, and that you know. You, you do on kind of like that whole do unto others as you would have them do unto you type attitude, right? Mm-hmm. Tony, Tony has this, doesn't really have a moral compass, so to speak. He's more on this thing, this mindset of it's gonna, I'm gonna do whatever it takes, no matter who I gotta step on or who, what I gotta do in order to get where I need to be, right? And if the, if the, What's that saying? The means justify the means. What how does that saying go? If the ends justify if the, ends the means, justify the means, then hey, that's what needs to be done. Type yeah. Thing. So it. Tony is kind of the I and team. Yeah, definitely. You know, definitely. and in some ways, and Captain people America. Say, people say there's no I and team, but mm-hmm. if you take away the T and the A, it spells me. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying. <laughs> yeah. There's another way that there's an eye in the team, but I can't really vocalize how it's there. I'll have to show it to you another time. Uh, And so Tony Stark is someone who's been given everything. You know, he's a a trust fund baby. Oh, he's a silver spooner, bro, for sure. Whereas Steve Rogers is a guy that had to fight for everything that he's, he's got. Yeah. And he was lucky enough to be given the gift that he has. Well, that's why he was chosen mm-hmm. to, exactly. to be able to have the gift that he was and, given. And that's another deeper dynamic between the differences between these two guys. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And why they have the decision. Uh, Tony feels like, well, you know, I 
if I have the technology to do this, I'm going to do this. I'm not going to consult with anybody yeah, about it. I. Because the second I consult with somebody, they're going to try and steal it from me like they did with the Iron Man suit. I, I, I. Okay? I. It's all about I. Mm-hmm. With him, for sure. And Steve Rogers is about, like, protecting humanity for yeah. the greater good. The we. Um, but even Thor is, is upset about the decision-making process to create Ultron. He is. You know, he almost ends up choke slamming Tony Stark. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Yeah. Uh, and <laughs> just, just real quick side note, because I, I, I forgot his name. I had to look it up. Uh, then we can go on. I'm sorry. James uh, Spader? James Spader. Mm-hmm. Wonderful choice for Dude. the voice of Ultron. Wonderful choice for the voice of Ultron. Mm-hmm. And you see, you can s- continue to see some of his villainy. Yes. Uh, I think the Blacklist came out shortly after this movie did. It's totally, yeah. That is a great show, man. Mm-hmm. It, I have I have watched it. Oh, and that is definitely a great show. But dude, I had to I had to I forgot it. I keep I'm so bad with names. Mm-hmm. You know, thank God for having my phone right here to be able to look up names. So um, yeah. anyway, so we kind of fast forward a little bit and. Um, Ultron ends up uh, recruiting Lana Maximoff and Pietro Maximoff to work alongside him. Yeah. Because they they were victims of some of the missiles that were made by Stark Industries on where they lived when they were children. Right. So they... Although Tony wasn't the one that was launching these missiles, Mm -hmm. they still were blaming Tony for the outcome of the missiles that he created, mm-hmm. what it caused for them. And that was the death of their their parents. So not only do you have, not only do you have uh, this super robot that you created with the power of, of a Mind Stone, mm-hmm. you also have uh, two twins who at the time you're under the assumption were products of the Mind Stone as well. Exactly. We're created by the Mind Stone. But we have since learned... That's not the case. In WandaVision. Mm-hmm. Spoiler alert, if you haven't seen it all, that that's not the case because you come to find out that their powers have probably been with them since birth. Um, so they have like three villains at the time instead of just one. And... Ultron's able to kind of do the same thing that Tony Stark was in the process of doing and having drone versions of the Mark version of whatever suit yeah. he was currently in using at the time. Right, right, right. Uh, and I, uh, my memory, I'm, I'm having a hard time remembering exactly what, what takes place less uh, after that. Mm-hmm. But, um, I know that we end up moving forward to uh, them needing to go... To Sokovia. No, that's way down the line. Oh, you're not there yet. No. Um, they end up having to go to, like, uh, Hawkeye's House. farm. Yeah, his farm. And that's when they realized... A lot of the Avengers didn't even know that Hawkeye had a family. No, because, uh, you know... He, uh, apparently... The only one that did know was Black Widow. Well, and Nick Fury, who set it up for him. Right. Yeah. Uh, 
So this is kind of like their hideaway, you know, off the grid location. Right. Um, I think leading up to this, Thor was starting to have some visions about stuff that was going on. Well, that was because of the hex that Wanda had put on him. Oh, that's right. Okay, yeah. so let me back up a little bit. There was another encounter where... Um, they were in a warehouse and they were yeah, stopping Ultron yeah, from... Now I remember. Anime, yeah, okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah, right. so, so, so Ultron had went into like the database and found out that there was a guy that had recovered a large mine, um, amount of vibranium right at one point yeah and he it's ended up but vibranium yeah and that was uh that ends up being claw claw played by anthony circus 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 and <clears throat> this is our first appearance of of that character as of well character. it's crazy because there were actually quite a few evil characters in this movie mm -hmm. you know but he didn't, didn't have a, like a big role he, yeah like, so he, he didn't have this huge role no but he had a bigger role in um black widow i'm not black widow black, black panther. panther didn't he yeah because he was the original person that stole the vibranium that was used by ultron yeah okay so he already had you know gotten into wakanda that we'll talk about later, later. somehow Something, yeah. so he already had access to it um a little thing that i recently found regarding this phase of the mcu mm. is um so claw he has uh ultron ends up cutting off his arm yes his, and that's how he becomes his, and specifically his left hand mm -hmm. okay so at the time uh kevin feige had decided that that was going to be a, an homage to empire strikes back Ah. Okay. Right. And so it was done at the beginning of this phase of Marvel mm -hmm. as just, it, it was only supposed to be an isolated thing. And mm -hmm. then it was done intentionally in every movie of that phase. Really? From that point forward. So when you go back and you watch the phase of when it started, I don't know if this was the, the movie of this phase that it started, mm -hmm. that was released in theaters. Mm -hmm. Go and wait for the moment where somebody's left hand gets cut off and you'll know that it belongs in that phase oh so there are other arms that get cut off in other movies that are the left hand the mm -hmm. left. oh cool i didn't know that so um now I'm, yeah, see it's not something else i gotta freaking watch these movies again <laughs> and pay attention oh now, man poor I, you i got no poor you no it i don't actually gives me a night gives me a, gives me motivation to actually go back and look at them now yeah. Like, why are you watching these movies? Oh, don't worry, babe. I'm watching them again because yeah. now there's something else I have to look forward to. You know, so. so the Avengers <laughs> end up kind of uh, trying to cut Ultron off at the pass because they find out the same information he does. Yeah. Um, ultimately, Wanda ends up putting a hex on each one of them, and they see visions of different things. Uh -huh. uh, one of the things that I enjoy seeing in this is a glimpse of what we might see in the Black Widow movie, and that's kind of how uh, the training behind what happened with Black Widow. Oh yeah, so, yeah. I, I'm I'm really looking forward to that. A lot of the backstory and how she became who she was. Um, but one of the the best interactions <laughs> that I liked in this movie is the uh, the fight between Iron Man and the Hulk when oh, the Hulk with, gets hexed. Oh, with the uh, the Thor. Uh... The Hulkbuster. Mm -hmm. He has to 
uh, he has to like call down like Victoria or something like that. Yeah, calls and like Victoria. all these these, these pieces from like a satellite in space fall to the earth yeah. and like cling on to the Iron Man and he, it creates the Hulkbuster and that whole fight scene. Woo! Yeah, that was knocking butts, man. <laughs> you know, I mean, it was they were toe to toe with yeah. one 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 another, and when he ended up like having like the on his fist on automatic reload, just punching. Yeah. Looked like a jackhammer. And then that, that moment when the Hulk spit out a tooth <laughs> and Tony Stark said, uh-oh. Dude, yeah. that, that, moment too, that moment too when he's got him like, he's flying through the air with him and he's talking to uh, Jarvis on the, you know, and he's like, hey, how, how quick can we buy a building? Yeah, because I'm about to decimate it. By dropping this freaking green <laughs> atomic bomb on it. That 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 crazy part was that whole that whole scene where he dropped these like pieces around Hulk, thinking it was gonna like encase him, right? And it had him, it encased him, but what he forgot to think about was was the ground him, below him. Him digging the hole in the ground and coming up out through the floor. Uh, yeah, that was pretty amazing though. That's yeah, definitely. Yeah, that scene, man, with him coming out of the ground, that that was pretty legit. Like that yeah, whole just that, that whole Hulkbuster, you know. Yeah, layout. and you got to see a little bit more of the the powers of Pietro Maxim uh, Maximoff and Wanda, yeah, both together. Um, <clears throat> and then, you know, Ultron ultimately gets what he needs, and I think that's when they end up fleeing to. Barton's ranch or whatever. Right. And to kind of like regain perspective and you see a encounter on this farm mm-hmm. between Tony and uh, Steve. Right. Uh, about, again, their differences on, on how they view things. And this is, uh, all these are seeds that are planning, being planted to lead, lead towards civil war. Exactly. Um, and, uh, they end up asking Tony if he can check out their tractor and Tony has a little interaction with, uh, Nick Fury out in the barn. Um, one of the things that I kind of was a little bit disappointed about this movie is Mm -hmm. that because of the, the visions that Thor is having, Mm -hmm. I mean, I appreciate that he has obligation to Asgard, but it's it's during that moment. They bail. Boom, gone. He leaves. <coughs> he leaves. So you have the Avengers without Thor. Yeah, yeah. I, I didn't understand why he bailed at that moment in time. Like, you know, mm-hmm. it didn't make sense to me either. Like, he should've, they should have just had him finish out the the rest of that particular movie and then bail at the end or something. You know. Mm-hmm. Um, so we fast forward uh, a little bit and, um, the next thing that I remember is the decision making that, uh, Wanda starts to tune in regarding Ultron. Well, yeah, she starts to realize that in that moment, like once, once Ultron starts to upload himself into this upgraded version of himself that he wants to inhabit. Mm-hmm. Um, you start to get the 
this this version of him starts to have like actual like real it seems like having feelings because Ultron didn't have any feelings that Wanda could pick up on you know or any kind of like actual like human thoughts it seemed like there was something there that was missing that she wasn't able to read with Ultron I think it was I don't know if it was even really that I think it was more of the fact that Ultron's agenda was to kill humanity not to destroy the Avengers and Wanda. Well, that's what I'm saying. She couldn't read that. Mm-hmm. Like with everybody else, she could read. Like with Tony and everybody, she could read their agendas. Yeah. So was that because he was that robot was or? He, I think it was. I think it was because he was a robot. So there was really no like. It's mm-hmm. like it was just like really nothing there, you mm-hmm. know. But once it all started to upload into what was soon to become Vision. And she touched him, right? Then she fully got a, a awareness. She become woke, so to speak, you know, on his agenda and where he was really come from. And then that's when her whole mind, her whole mind frame, switched as far as, you know, hey, this dude's not what, name, this dude's not what I thought he was. I'm not getting this impression anymore of him. Yeah. So instead of having what you thought was enemies become allies, because uh, mm-hmm. they're actually in their homeland, yeah, in Sokovia. Yeah, uh, and it's Ultron has this ult, this grand design to not only have a, a more permanent residence in this embodiment that's being created out of the bri- uh, vibranium that he's stolen, right. in this kind of like sarcophagus three D printing machine, right. He uh, plans on uprooting a huge chunk of Sokovia and using it as like a meteorite for Earth. This is brilliant. (laughs) Um, And so we have this whole interaction between different um, versions, like mini-me versions of Ultron that are fighting all of the Avengers. All the Avengers at once, basically, in this big, huge... Like battle, mm-hmm. the only like we said, the only Avenger that wasn't there, you know, it's like a swarm of bees being controlled by a king bee. Yeah, everybody was. It was it was pretty amazing, you know, and you get to see a little bit more of the dynamic of of each one of their characters, and mm-hmm. uh, <clears throat> ultimately, you. Uh, you, I think it's before this moment that we we get to see Vision come to life. You know, before that final fight yeah, scene, yeah. and that leads to um, an understanding that Vision is the combination of the Mind Stone and yeah, Jarvis. Jarvis. Yeah. Um, and he explains to them that he's. Not Ultron. No. no. They, they were worried he, that he is. Well, I, I think in the moment, too, when he actually was able to wield Thor's hammer. And he hands it to Thor. It showed them that he's not it, it, their enemy. It, it's the equivalent of if you think I'm your enemy and I get your gun. And then I hand it back I can, to you. I can give it back to you. That's, you know... Yeah. The trust factor. Yeah, I'm your. You think I'm your worst enemy, 
I take your gun from you mm -hmm. and then hand it back to you. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Right? It's, just, it's crazy. It's crazy. So we're kind of all over the place with the timeline of how this movie played out. Yeah. But ho hopefully bit. you're keeping track. Yeah. Um, the only real experience is for you to watch it yourself in order to get a greater understanding. Yeah. All in all, I, I this movie got kind of a, like, a, it wasn't really. It got a bad rap. It did, and I, and don't, I don't know why. Neither do I. I really it, didn't obviously, why. it's not the greatest of no, all the Avengers movies because it introduced characters that actually you didn't otherwise see and that you're going to see later on in exactly. the MCU. Like, if we wouldn't have had this movie, there wouldn't have been really learning about Wanda or Vision, the Sokovia Accords, Sokovia Accords. You know, I think maybe people didn't like the fight, the, the fact that Pietro got killed off. Yeah, that, that didn't. I don't really think that didn't need to happen because in, in the grand scheme of things, as fast as he is, there's no way on God's green earth that should have happened the way it did. Mm -hmm. You know, I, uh, maybe people didn't like the fact that Thor left. Yeah, well, he was at the fight during this COVID war. So I think we got our timeline mixed up on that one a little bit. Mm -hmm. I mean, that, like he left and came back. Yeah, because he was at the fight uh, when in Sokovia, he was there. But um, I just there was so much to this movie that I felt like was great, and then there was some things that I didn't really think they needed to be in there. But all in all, I thought it was a great movie. Mm -hmm. You know, and I don't know why I got a a, a, a bad rap for it. Um, you know, I, again, I think there was a lot of things in here that were needed to be to happen and needed to play out in order for us to have what we have as far as some of the shows we're watching now mm -hmm. not so, just now but um even to follow into the timeline that we're continuing on right now you know so but anyway uh i i, I, I like i said i think it's a good movie I yeah like it. it's definitely a uh and a, i and in, in, in your opinion with what you were saying earlier about could ultron still be alive mm -hmm. I, I, hey Again, with comic books, the MCU, or anything like that, man, if you don't see a body, you know, it doesn't mean that they're not dead. Yeah. They could come back. The it, fact that Vision's body still exists in WandaVision means that he, and we, and plus. Who's, who's to say that the data is not still out there somewhere like, deeply embedded in. Or who's to say that Wanda's vision didn't transport his, you know, thoughts and download them into white vision and now we've got vision again uh, you know i mean we don't know what what's planned for no, man. We for that storyline we can sit here and theorize and have all these thoughts and you know which is fun to do mm -hmm. right it's fun to do it's but you can also do. go crazy doing it you also can go mad doing it like for real uh but uh again i i i enjoy it and i've seen this movie a few times you know and i probably wouldn't end up watching it again at some point Mm -hmm. uh, I didn't. I didn't have the same opinion about it as others did. I, I liked it. Yeah, I don't think you're going to have a full grasp of because it, as we said before, when it introduces Claw, mm -hmm. he's kind of one of the the side villains in Black Panther. Yeah, he is. So this is kind of stepping stone for that, and it's definitely a stepping stone for WandaVision. Definitely a stepping stone for because you're not going to see sure. like the torment that not only they went to went through. No. And their fight and why they joined. 
you but you're going to see... You wouldn't understand Wanda's full story. Mm-hmm. And why she is the way that she is. And why she's so messed up in the head. And and the Because mo- the moment when she finds out her brother's dead in Age of Ultron. And what happens to all those little minion robots. Dude, she annihilates them, bro. And that's only like a test of what you see later on in the MCU from her. Exactly. Exactly. And she hasn't even she doesn't even know her full potential at that point. Even, I don't even, even think she knows it her, now. She doesn't even know a third of her potential. I think she knows a little bit more. More now, now, yeah, but I still don't think she knows uh, no, all of it. No, no, <laughs> dude, no. Do we like honestly? With when it comes to um, the Scarlet Witch, we've only cracked the surface mm-hmm. on what she's able to accomplish. Mm-hmm. Like, anyway, um, hey, we only got through two movies yeah, in this like, this fine. episode, but you know. We're, this is our passion. These are the yeah. We love these movies, and we love talking this timeline. Uh, so this timeline is probably going to take us a little longer. We'll probably, like I said, we'll we'll probably continue on with it. Yeah, we'll be here and there, talking through it, and then um, we hope that you are uh, enjoying our journey of uh, reliving some of these movies, and we encourage you to reach out to us and let us know something that maybe we didn't tune into as far as what we're talking about. And yeah, definitely. Please uh, hit us up. And we're trying to figure out what all our venues in are that people are listening to us through. You know, um, the easiest ways to, to reach out to us is you hit us up straight on this Anchor app. Mm-hmm. Or you reach out to us on our email address, which we've announced in other podcasts or, or even on our Instagram. Mm-hmm. Um, but... Uh, just a quick side note, because this isn't 100% sure, because next week's episode will probably might tie back into this MCU uh, timeline, but but today drops Justice League. Mm-hmm. So, you never know, next week's episode, we might be talking Justice League, mm-hmm. uh, because it just seems... It's possible, it's very uh, possible. Neither one of like, us have watched it yet. Yeah, but neither one of us have watched it yet. Uh, but I'm sure both of us are probably going to watch it at some t- point this weekend. So that might be the topic of conversation come our next podcast. So just be, uh, you know. Yeah, just forward. stay tuned. Just stay tuned, definitely. Mm-hmm. And, and on that note. Until next time, stay safe. And peace out. Or peace out and stay safe. <laughs> <laughs>